0: Fast Forward Productions, the women are speaking. Welcome back to Brands Without Borders, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who want to break out of the old way of doing business and see the world while they're at it. I'm your host, Katie Smith, an art director, brand strategist, and the founder of Dropcap Design, where I've been building brands from the road since 2014. Each week, I'll bring you stories from abroad while breaking down the fundamentals of how I build story-driven, influential online brands that break the mold. So go ahead, put yourself out there. I've got your back. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, good to see you again. Welcome to episode two. I'm so excited to talk about today's topic because I think a lot of people assume that full-time travelers are just Instagram influencers. And the only way to live and work abroad while maintaining a career is as a photographer, as an influencer, that you need a huge Instagram following or some kind of celebrity status to be able to live from wherever and take your job on the road. And that is absolutely not the case. So I want to talk about 10 different businesses you could start from the road and they are not all creative businesses. So there's a little something here for everybody. So if you've been thinking about putting your stuff in storage, hitting the road, or even just pursuing a career that allowed you to have a little bit more flexibility to travel, see new places, mix it up, then this is the podcast for you. Take out a notebook, take your pen. You're going to want to take notes like this is the big one. Let's just dive right into it. Now, if you're listening to this as a podcast, I want to remind you that there is a video version over on YouTube. So if you like the visuals, if you want to follow along and see how my own location changes as I travel from place to place, then YouTube is the place for you. Go ahead and subscribe. But no matter where you're tuning in from, I'm so glad that you're here. Now, as a reminder, I live and work abroad because in 2014, I started a branding agency called Drop Cap Design. And since then, we have created and launched over 200 online businesses. So I know a thing or two about online business, and I've seen some that have worked and some that have failed. And I want to bring some of the most clever and interesting ideas your way to see what might be the best fit for you. And in working with so many business owners from all over the world, I can tell you that the number one reason most people start an online business is because they want more freedom in their lives most people want location independence more flexibility in their schedules and the ability to either spend time with their family and friends or pick up and move somewhere that they would rather be living. And with these business ideas, I want to say they don't need to be full-time ventures. You could start something on the side that grows. You can use it to supplement your income. And for all of these ideas, I plan to do future episodes where we actually talk to someone who is practicing this type of business model so that we can ask their questions, what life looks like, how to get started, what you can anticipate making financially, and where some of the best places are to look for work. So this is kind of an overview of 10 of the most low-hanging fruit, profitable ways to jump into the online business space as a traveler. There are many more, but we will be going much deeper into all of these in future episodes. So stay tuned for that. So the first online business that you could start from the road is as a virtual assistant. And it's just that. It's being an assistant to a person or a business virtually. You can be an executive assistant, a personal assistant, a social media assistant, customer service assistant. There are a lot of different ways that this could actually play out. But what you're doing is you're coming into someone else's life or business, and you're just making certain things easier, whether it's ordering groceries, booking flights, managing an email inbox, Managing a team, scheduling social media posts, editing a book. There are so many different ways that you can offer assistance. And this is the lowest hanging fruit because whether you have a particular skill set in your personal life or in your business toolbox, there's something that would be of assistance to others. This could look like updating someone's website, selecting photos and editing them based on presets, packaging design vials. It could even look like doing online shopping for a super busy career person back in the city. So there are so many different ways that you can offer assistance and do something that comes naturally to you that you actually enjoy doing or not doing, but it just comes naturally for people online. I have found my own virtual assistants through a placement agency called Rock Solid Assistance. They do an amazing job of having their clients fill out intake forms for exactly what they're looking for, the kind of personality and then matching them with people from anywhere in the world who can fill that role. So that's a great place to go if you want to work with an agency that could hand-select the kind of clients that meet your criteria for what you like to do. Another way is that you can create a profile on Upwork or Fiverr with some of the skill sets that you enjoy doing, find job postings. These are great platforms for finding remote work, as I'll discuss here soon in a different category. Another thing that I would recommend is go on Instagram and people that you enjoy following online who have big platforms, brands, usually influencers are a great starting point, whether you have a blogger that you love or a photographer or whatnot, DM them and say, I'm a virtual assistant. These are the things that I excel in. Do you need any assistance in your business right now? Just wanted to put it out there. Great way. I do not know a single person who is influential in the online space that doesn't always need a little bit of extra help. Now, I think this is best for someone who just needs really low-hanging fruit, who's entering in with really no background in online business, who is either great at managing a home or has worked for a company and developed some professional skills along the way, A lot of times these do require some technical skills working in different programs. So just keep in mind that it is computer work. So you will need to be somewhat savvy in whatever platform you're offering assistance in because at the end of the day, your benefit is adding efficiency to your clients' lives. So you want to make sure that whatever your offering help in, you're proficient in. So it does require a little bit of a willingness to learn new things, but it's great for anyone who's organized and who's really good at keeping track of their hours. And I've seen that most virtual assistants can start in the range of 15 to like 35 US dollars an hour, which depending on where you live in the world could really get you far and create a very nice standard of living. So- definitely something to consider if you're like just entering the game and need like the lowest hanging fruit. Now, the second idea that I have for online business is the one that I actually practice, which is creative services. So as someone who has a creative skill set in design and illustration, I've created an agency that offers these virtual services to clients from anywhere in the world. Started off freelancing, doing kind of more like random illustration, wedding calligraphy, branding here and there and have solidified my niche of who I work with audience-wise and also what kind of projects I enjoy doing over time. But this could be a copywriter, a photographer, videographer, web developer, graphic designer, anyone who is kind of in the creative space. And a reason that this is a great business model is that creative services often are the number one department that brands outsource to because it's better to get an influx of creative ideas and then ever-evolving creative team based on the project instead of having someone in-house and having kind of redundant creativity. So you'll see a lot of brands that want to shift out their creative team based on the campaign, based on your unique style and skill set, and where maybe the art director is wanting to take the brand as a whole. So there's always some kind of work in the creative field. All you need is a portfolio, but you do need a portfolio because that is the number one way that you're going to get work. No one cares about your resume, So if you're entering into the creative space and you don't have a portfolio of work or things that you've done in the past, I highly recommend either doing personal projects or working with local brands to create some kind of portfolio of work to prove what you've done in the past and what you'd like to do more of in the future. Now, pro tip here, don't just contact a parent's friend who needs some obscure creative project done that like kind of matches your style but not really and do it for your portfolio because you want your portfolio to be representative of the kind of work that you want to be doing so make sure that it's in line both the context the quality level the kinds of things that you want to work on in the future another reason that it's a good idea to work with local brands or even to collaborate with people online is that you want reviews and recommendations so these are just little testimonials of what people enjoyed about working with you Maybe it's how quick you are or how amazing you were at brainstorming new ideas or how understood they felt when you first came into the project and jumped right in. So you're going to want some of those testimonials as well as the portfolio work that you can include to show future clients. And there are a few different portfolio websites that can actually help you get discovered. One is Dribbble. Another is Adobe's Behance. You can put your work up on Pinterest, Instagram. Social media is a great outlet for this, but People are looking for your work and just putting it among other creatives is a great way to just enter the game with, even if you don't have any experience and put your name in the hat for getting cool projects. And if you decide to pursue clients on your own as an agency, kind of like DropCap, there are so many different courses that you can take to learn how to do the business side of a creative service-based business. So I have one called the Brand Edit for Designers. I'm also the affiliate for... Square Secrets for Designers, which is how to create a web design business. There are endless courses on becoming an online photographer, web developer, videographer. Creative services is not a new idea in the freelance remote work realm. So there's so many resources to help you build a business if you have a creative skill set. So highly recommend if you have found yourself on an in-house marketing or creative team and you want to branch out and do something on your own. The next one I want to talk about is the flip side of creative services, which is business services. So this could be legal, tax, bookkeeping, maybe it's systems and operations, maybe it's human resources, customer support, sales. So while the creative services is kind of helping building up the brand and marketing, business services is really making sure that the business runs smoothly behind the scenes. And anything that a normal corporate company would need to do internally, whether it's keeping the books managing the team, making sure things work efficiently, production, making sure customers are supported, is something that you could offer online to e-commerce businesses, small businesses, anything that runs online, you can be part of their online team. So if you found yourself in like a corporate role, whether it's sales, customer services, HR, that could easily translate to online services as well in a context where you're able to actually work remotely. Now, there are some caveats here, like obviously for legal, you need to check licensing on where you are able to practice and where you actually need to reside in order to maintain that. But these are all great options, even if you were just wanting to work from home. It's not always that we're trying to work from Thailand. It might also be that you just want to be able to work from home and be a little bit closer to your kids or move a little bit outside of the city those are still options for you. And we will definitely be interviewing people in these spaces that can speak to it a little bit more. The fourth thing I want to talk about, this is a really interesting one because it's an industry that's really popped off in the past decade, is online education. So anything that you have learned how to do, you can now teach other people how to do online. And this allows you to scale, reach more people, work with anyone in the world, as long as you have something that other people want to learn how to do. And that could be fitness it could be nutrition it could be how to run an online business how to travel how to knit how to paint how to ride a motorcycle there are endless things hobbies career growth personal development spirituality family relationship dynamics i mean there are endless contexts of ways that we learn how to improve our lives our businesses our interests that we can learn how to do online So becoming a course creator or teaching workshops. Skillshare is kind of a bigger search engine platform for courses and videos as a way to see what people are interested in or to create your own. There are so many contexts. And if you create your own course, you can also host it on platforms like Jobby or Teachable or gosh, there's like endless options these days. And it's a great way to build a scalable product where you create the training once and then you sell it over and over again. And I think this is one of the more lucrative online business models if you are good at marketing because it requires you to market yourself and to create something that's enticing and to create an experience that people enjoy and that gets people results. So if you feel like teaching is something that comes naturally to you, you like showing people how things are done, you like being in kind of like a teacher role and you're able to promote your curriculum and you're comfortable promoting it because you're passionate about it, then I think that this is an amazing opportunity for anyone who's wanting to get into an extremely lucrative online business model. And we will definitely be doing multiple episodes on this particular Business model because it's one that I kind of dipped my toe into the water of over the past, I don't know, seven years. And in the past two years, I've seen it really skyrocket my business when I figured out a few little things that made it actually extremely profitable for me and is what's allowing me to be even more location independent, have even more buffer to where I'm not constantly tied to finding new clients and staying in one place to network more. It's making me a lot more nimble in my business and has given me a lot of opportunities in the past two years. So this is going to be a huge topic on a lot of episodes this year that I'm excited to further explore with you. Now, another part of online education that I actually don't think is talked about enough is digital products. So you can sell these on Creative Market or Etsy, but basically it's creating some kind of digital product, whether it's a sewing pattern, PDF workbook, grocery list, day planner, it could be a travel itinerary, a budgeting spreadsheet, any kind of digital resource that could improve someone's life, business, hobbies, anything that could be printed or doesn't require some kind of physical production can be sold in these online marketplaces. And again, it's one of those things where you create it once and you sell it multiple endless times. You'll see a lot of these on Etsy. Creative market is an incredible one. Stock photography is a huge one. This is another great way if you are a natural creator, you create things for yourself, your family, To make your life run more smoothly, you can template that out and sell it to other people and scale really quickly. Okay, so now we've talked about virtual assistants, creative services, business services, and online education and digital products. So that's four. The fifth idea is influencer-based affiliate marketing. Now, affiliate marketing is basically just creating hype for someone else's product. And it's best done when it's a product that you actually enjoy using. And it's most effective when it's a product that you actually enjoy using, have implemented into your life or a business, and can basically just be a super happy customer talking about it to others. So if you've ever purchased something on Amazon that has completely changed your life or hired a business coach, or taken an online class that completely changed the way you see the world or see your business or have made money, and you find yourself just constantly talking about it, telling people how great it was, what you've learned, then you're doing affiliate marketing, maybe without the commission. So influencer-based affiliate marketing is intentional promotion of someone else's product. In some ways, this could be tied back to or relate to multi-level marketing or MLMs like Mary Kay or Young Living or some of the other like kind of bigger multi-level marketing companies. And the concept is pretty similar, except that you're not having to buy the product to then sell. Where influencer-based affiliate marketing is different is that you've bought the product once for yourself and you're just telling everyone else how much you love it. And when they buy it for themselves, you're getting a commission on the sale. So you don't have all of this inventory that you're trying to push or a certain amount that you're needing to sell each month. You're creating buzz and helping a brand get in front of new audiences. In some ways, a brand will send you product then to promote. So you're not even having to make a sale to begin with. Amazon Storefront, for instance you're just creating a curated list of products on Amazon that you love and then just telling people about it. They go to Amazon, purchase the things that you recommend, and you get a commission on that sale. So influencer-based affiliate marketing has a lot lower risk than a multi-level marketing model. And if you enjoy or have enjoyed MLM marketing in the past, then You're probably going to like some kind of influencer based affiliate marketing because that kind of marketing promotion where it's not a product that you've created, but it's one that you enjoy is something that already comes naturally to you. And now you've just eliminated the risk of having purchased a lot of inventory or signed on with a financial commitment that now you're trying to like make back that initial investment. So it's just a lower risk model that capitalizes on your taste and people's trust and what you like. So your taste, basically, and your influence among your own community and people buying what you're buying and following what you're following and kind of being a trendsetter. The sixth idea is coaching and consulting. Now, virtual therapists, counselors, they could also fall under this business model, but for the most part, they already know whether or not they can go virtual, remote, what's within the ethics of their license. But coaches and consultants and counselors don't have those same kind of licensing requirements. And can start at any point and get clients and work with them online. This is great because it's such a low overhead. Really, all you need is a computer, Zoom, and someone who wants your advice or your input into their lives and how they can make it better. Now, it's not just in the realm of life coaching or relationship counseling, which is our most standard assumption in those realms. It can also be fitness coach, nutrition coach. It could be a business coach. It could be a financial coach. You could be a coach for painting or art, for language. So anyone who's teaching English or any kind of foreign language would also fall under this category. And if you're wanting to become an English tutor, platforms like Lingoda are great. They're always looking for native speakers who can help lead classes. And it's a great way if you enjoy working with people in the context of language, helping them understand things. Then in this coach consultant realm, you're basically working one-on-one with someone to help them achieve a transformation. And what is different from online education to coaching and consulting is online education, you're developing a curriculum, you're making it one time, and then you're selling in as many times as possible. In online coaching, you're working individually with somebody or a group of people, helping them achieve results based on their circumstances. So that's kind of the differentiator between the two. The seventh idea for an online business is remote contract work. This has become really popular as more and more employees are asking for remote virtual positions within larger companies. And larger companies are having to create more remote positions to keep their team and worker force where it was. More and more big companies are having to create these remote positions to keep their workforce performing. So if you go on Indeed or any of the other job platforms and just put that remote work is what you're looking for in your skill set, you're more likely to find some opportunities these days post-COVID. I'll also say that these companies still with remote positions are probably going to pay you based on where you live. So you're not always going to be, for instance, making like U.S. salary living in Indonesia, but you have the flexibility to live outside of the country. So there will be some caveats there. I would actually recommend going on a platform like Fiverr or Upwork and putting your skill set as a remote contractor, as an independent contractor instead of a remote employee. And what this allows you to do is set your own rate, your own time zone preferences, your portfolio, kind of select what you want to do and who you want to do it for. And you can have multiple clients without having to create a full business structure. You're just an hourly contractor. This also allows you to determine how many hours you want to work a week, who you want to work with, the extent of the project, what you want to get paid. It gives you a lot of flexibility. And then you can find people are basically putting out jobs where they want pitches for contractors. You can put your name in the ring. People find you. It's a great platform for remote contract work. And based on where you're living, you really might not need some of the benefits of an employed position. Like, you might not need health insurance if you're not living in the States. You might just get by on traveler's insurance because those benefits aren't going to apply to you because you're not in the country. So thinking through what you actually need and what the pros and cons are, contract work, you tend to get paid more. There's less job security. But with platforms like Upwork and Indeed and Fiverr, you're going to find more of these temp jobs that are project-based. And if you're proactive and you're getting reviews and you're making sure that people are having great experiences and you're adding to your portfolio, you're gonna quickly create quite a roster of clients and be pretty busy with work. So the eighth idea, and I just wanna go back through all of them really quickly. So we've talked about virtual assistants, creative services, business services, online education, influencer-based affiliate marketing, Coaches and consultants, remote contract work. And now I want to talk to you about dropship e-commerce. So this is one that's probably going to blow your mind. Go ahead and order some samples from the manufacturer, make some designs, do your first couple of options to see what it looks like, order them for yourself, and then promote the heck out of it. I mean, there are some incredibly successful businesses that do massive e-commerce sales each month without ever having to order inventory that they're then having to move or put on sale later and not having to manage rent on a warehouse and fulfill it themselves. So this is a great idea if you want to do kind of like a full retail e-commerce store without having to go through the whole product development process. The ninth online business idea is as a professional reviewer. So this one's kind of interesting in that businesses these days rely on customer reviews, whether it's Yelp, Airbnb, Amazon, Google reviews. Travelers want to know that other travelers have had a good experience with something that they're wanting to try, whether it's a local restaurant, a hotel, an airline, Uh, destination. If you have great writing skills and a little bit of influence, you could actually become a professional reviewer. You could reach out to Airbnb locations that have just hit the platform and don't have any reviews or not very good photos yet. Say, let me come stay. I'll take photos. I'll write a really great review to help you attract more potential customers. I guess I guess you would call an Airbnb renter or customer, maybe renters. There are new local restaurants. You could do the same saying, I'll come leave a great Yelp review, take photos of my food to boost your ranking on Google. As your influence grows, you could work with airlines that are offering new promotions or updates to their business or first class flights. The points guy is a great example of this. They, through their platform, promote airlines all the time. You could review hotels, especially if they're under new management or have made updates locally. Another great idea is different tours and excursions. So if you're traveling to, say, Costa Rica, and there are some local surf instructors who are just entering the market, say, hey, if you give me some surf lessons, I'll write a review, take some photos, and then you can use that for your promotional material. Now, what I will say here is that you're more likely going to get free stuff from this than paid when you're starting out, because really the reviews will come eventually. You're just helping them get there a little bit faster. But as you build a portfolio of brands that you've assisted and the ROI, or basically what that review did to help them get more sales. So one way you could do this is say, you know, what are your sales right now? And let's see if we can get them to this point in a month through me talking about it and helping you promote it and writing a review. And then you could use that data to then go to the next person and say, my review helped them in a month get from here to here. I would like to charge X to help you do the same. You need to have really good writing skills. It's also not a bad idea to be a photographer of some sort to document your experience to make your review a little bit more robust. Once you get some good leadway, you could also pitch these ideas to online travel publications, to write long form articles, or even be sent on assignment to cover something that they're wanting to do for the publication. You could also reach out to PR agencies and see if they have any clients that are needing reviews or articles written about them and pitch to different publications. So those are some great ideas to become a reviewer if you're a writer and you wanna get into the review space. So now we've talked about virtual assistants, creative services, business services, online education, influencer-based affiliate marketing, contracted services, coaching and consulting, a professional reviewer, and dropship (laughs) e-commerce. And now for the 10th business idea is a travel agent. And I've saved this for last because I think a lot of people would put it so much higher on the list when really there are so many other ways to work abroad. So for a travel agent, you can work with clients to help them replicate the experiences that you have had or create new experiences to places you've never been, but you just are a really good traveler and know how to set things up. So this is booking flights, booking accommodations, excursions, coordinating transportation. You're a concierge during their trip. Anything that might go awry, you can step in and make it right. This is someone who's really proactive, organized, potentially speaks a few different languages to be able to offer coordination. It's helpful if you've actually been to the place, but this could even be as small as creating a digital document or a copy my trip type blog post that allows other people to book their own experience similar to yours, but maybe with more details about what you've tried, what you like, didn't like, who to speak to, what you plan on spending. The more detailed you get, the more you could create like a little PDF ebook of sorts To that people could purchase to replicate a trip that looked really cool online that they want to take themselves. So out of these 10 ideas, there are a lot of options for you to consider. Again, we're going to be going much more deeply into all 10 of these in future episodes so that if one of them appeals to you and you'd like to leave a comment, go ahead and let me know what you'd like to know so that when we cover that particular industry in depth. We can get your questions answered and help you determine if it's the right business model for you. So if you're listening to this and you're overwhelmed, you don't know where to begin, just take a deep breath and remember there's no urgency. You are not missing out. Just make a list of what you want your work life to be like and what kind of freedoms do you want in your life. Is it just the freedom to move out of the city somewhere a little bit more rural? Is it the freedom to leave the country or to work part-time or to take a sabbatical? Figure out what's important to you and then make a list of the different strengths, skill sets, preferences that you bring to the table and get really creative here. For instance, one of my friends is a hairstylist and has considered an online business because she's traveling more. You don't need to just consider what you've done professionally as your only skill that you're bringing to the table. Chances are you have a lot of hobbies, a lot of personal skill sets, things that you've done for friends and family, or even ways that you run your own life and business that could be of assistance to others. So get creative, do a little research, and come back to find out more about all of these different business models. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next episode. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of Brands Without Borders. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching the show on YouTube, please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. You can also tune in as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. You can support future episodes of Brands Without Borders by leaving a review and sharing this episode with your fellow travelers and work friends. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss a future episode. To see where in the world I am, follow me on Instagram at brands Without Borders Pod, and I'll see you on the next episode we